everybody, this is Marcus today, members podcast coming at you on Thursday the 7th of September and what's going on, the only thing going on today is Marcus on the ABC TV managed to get a plug in for my death sheet and our website has been collapsed by ABC TV watchers trying to find out their death date. If you haven't done it yet, you can do the same. Go to our homepage, click on the death sheet, put in your birthday, and you'll find out how many days you have left to live. As of yesterday, I had 7,019 days to live. I now have 7,018 days left to live. Was that day worthwhile? I don't know about that. Of course it was. A shabby day in the market today. We fell 57 points yesterday and we're down another 66 today. I just can't get the rest of the world interested in this peak interest rate narrative. Bond yields in the US up three basis points, 10-year, two-year up six basis points. Yesterday, we had a slightly stronger than expected GDP number in Australia yesterday, which didn't help our bond yields either. I mean, nothing's much changed, really. We have an FOMC meeting on September the 20th. The chances of rates being left unchanged remain at 93%. And the chances of a rate rise before the end of the year had a tiny, weeny little increase from 43.5% to 44.2%. Negligible. So nothing really changed overnight. They had some ISM, August ISM service numbers like PMI numbers, a bit higher than expected. Futures this morning were down 35, so we're doing worse than that. The reason, of course, is BHP is ex-dividend today. It's gone ex-dividend $1.25. That's a 2.7% yield. Add in franking, a 3.9% yield. And that effectively knocks $1.78 off the share price, and the share price is down $1.89. So it's down a little teeny touch if you ignore the dividend today. And that's taken a few points off the market, but certainly not enough on its own to justify a 62-point fall in the market. So a bit of a flat day today. The only thing going on was me on the ABC. Good to see the iron ore price up 1.6% overnight, and the oil price continues to rally up nearly a percent overnight in the US. And that is the trade of the week, really. Not the week, maybe the month now has been buying into the energy sector. There are a lot of stocks highly correlated to the oil price, including most obviously Woodside, Caroon, BPT, and even Origin and Santos follow the energy complex. And they've all been running. I haven't added, I've missed it really. I haven't added an energy trade to the ideas portfolio probably should have done, woken up to it a little bit too late. The other notable event overnight was NVIDIA down 3.1%. I see a gr- there is a great fund manager, Nick Griffin at Munro Partners. I'll get to Livewire in a minute, but he has an article on Livewire today saying or the headline is, this is just the beginning of the AI runway. I remember seeing Nick Griffin five years ago, was it? He has a global fund and he works off long-term themes. And he was pointing out five years ago that despite record highs on stocks like Apple and Google, now Alphabet and Facebook, that these companies, and Citrix was another one, and NVIDIA, that these companies have made so much money that they can sustain themselves, buy into anything that is a growth industry, apply their brand 
brands to any industry. And here he is again suggesting to us that despite the fact that I'm sure there is a bubble in AI sentiment at the moment, the AI revolution has a lot further to go. And his article talks interestingly about going to the offices of Apple and hearing them say that whilst they caught the personal computer boom, they missed the mobile boom and they're not going to miss the AI boom. Hence their investment in open AI. Their CapEx budget has gone up 50% in order to invest in AI. So they think it's here to stay and Nick thinks it's here to stay as well. Have a look at his article on Livewire. AI further to go, but he interestingly says that whilst we're at the beginning of the AI runway, which should last three to five years, and we're all using it, there are certain booms that happen that we're not all using the technology, for for instance, cryptocurrencies and the metaverse, but we are using ChatGPT. We are using AI and there are a whole host of products Microsoft has coming out. And the big question is whether we will use those products or not. But he says, whilst this is the beginning of the AI runway, it should last three to five years, there is an element of what he calls pull forward in that. And that means people have overpriced it in the short term. And that's certainly what you and I can observe that the NVIDIA share price, for instance, and the Microsoft share price is overpriced on earnings. In fact, NVIDIA is on a ridiculous valuation. So there is as he calls it, pull forward on the AI concept. In other words, they're too expensive and it's not going to be a straight line up from here. We may well see some sort of correction, but the long-term trend is good. So a good article, Nick. Have a look at that on Livewire. So NVIDIA down 3.1% overnight. Also notably, Apple down 3.6%. You may have seen the Chinese government have banned the use of Apple phones, Apple products in government or for government employees. No other brand, just Apple. So a few little alarm bells. And that's why the Nasdaq was down 1% overnight, whilst the Dow Jones and the S&P 500 are, are down less than that. And most of the tech stocks down overnight. So our FANG trade and our LNAS trade looking a bit sad this morning, has to be said. And as I say, the focus goes to the CPI number, US CPI number next Wednesday, which is all important for tech. I'm going to try and get a look at Macquarie today after its presentation yesterday. The share price fell 3.8%. I'll try and put up a stock take on Macquarie. As you know, we have a Macquarie-only portfolio, one stock portfolio. It's in cash at the moment. Rather glad it is at the moment. If you look at the chart in my section, you'll see it's going nowhere. A couple of bits of broker research out today. They say, yes, uh, Morgan's say yesterday's guidance was largely unchanged. And the disappointment, as you'll read in the papers as well, is that asset sales are likely to be skewed to the second half rather than the first half, which is effectively one way of the company saying, just got to downgrade earnings expectations a little bit for the first half. Morgan's retains an ad recommendation to target price 13% above the current share price. And Citigroup, again, pointing out asset sales are going to come predominantly in the second half. And they've downgraded cash earnings forecasts for the first half from $1.9 billion to $1.6 billion. 
and say they remain concerned about the earnings risk in the second half and they have a neutral rating and a target price pretty much in line with the current share price. So wilting enthusiasm for Macquarie and worth pointing out that Macquarie's results last time around in February, was it February? Were... No, it has year-end March, so it was full-year results in April. That whilst they were good results, the criticism was that most of the profit came from trading, which is volatile and not reliable, and the share price fell after good results, essentially. So still in cash in the Macquarie-only portfolio. In the BHP-only portfolio, BHP, of course, X dividend today down 4.2%. We will add back the $1.78 or so of dividend plus franking to our ideas portfolio purchase price, or we'll take it off rather to take account of the dividend and the iron ore price up overnight. So reasonably happy with our holding in BHP at the moment. Mineral resources, by the way, we hold in the ideas portfolio. That's ex-dividend on Friday. ASX also ex-dividend today, by the way. We've got Philip Lowe giving a speech today at 1 p.m. Speech is billed as some closing remarks as he exit exits the RBA. We've got some trade numbers 11.30 any minute now. And that's about that. Next FOMC meeting, September the 20th. CPI numbers next Wednesday, I've already mentioned. Jobs numbers we've got ne- next week as well, though they probably won't change anything. Now, I've got a new idea in the ideas portfolio, and that is Qantas. When everybody hates something, it's time to buy it. Qantas getting a heck of a lot of media at the moment. Not because the company have done anything in particular other than pay Alan Joyce a shed load of money as he exits. And having received two billion odd dollars over COVID to stay alive, everybody thinks they can comment on how the company spends its money now. But it's in the press, obviously, over the CEO change, the premature CEO change and the government decision to block Qatar Airlines flights into Australia, which obviously favoured Qantas. But that's nothing really to do with Qantas, that sort of political witch hunt. And that has left the stock down from $6.70 to $5.70 in the period of less than a month. It's on a PE of five times. Just a month ago, they were flying, to use a bad pun, flying after a presentation which highlighted that they were returning to sustainably higher earnings in the long term. And the implication was that broker forecasts were too conservative and most brokers now have buy recommendations. Hold is the worst recommendation. Brokers were upgrading their target prices a month ago. Demand was strong. Revenue still below pre-pandemic levels. Further to recover. Below intrinsic value. Not a quality stock. As Warren Buffett once said, there should be a call centre that you can ring any time you think about buying an airline stock and it will persuade you not to. So volatile industry, volatile earnings, but that won't stop us having a recovery trade at the moment with the PE on the lowest it's been for a few years, the share price down a dollar, and the first little signs of some sort of technical bottoming yesterday. So I have bought Qantas for a trade in the ideas portfolio on the open this morning. It's down another percent or so this morning, so not making any progress yet. Other things going on today, I've got that article I wrote yesterday for you guys, only 7,019 days left to live. I've put that up on Livewire today. I've got a link to it in my section. If you can get your kids to link to it and click on it a thousand times, that would be good. And to like it as well, that would be even better. I was on ABC TV this morning. We failed to get a video of that. 
And that's about it. I have to say, very quiet time at the moment. The market's gone down for two years now. Sideways, really, but it happens to be down at the moment. It's down below the pre-pandemic high. It's a cyclical industry, and as any broker will tell you, there are times where you just need to accept. If you can't make money, have fun. Go out for a long lunch. I know fund managers are pulling their heads in at the moment, not advertising because trying to get new investors is very hard across the industry at the moment because there's not a lot of interest and there is the impression that it's not easy to make money, it's hard to make money at the moment. So if you're in the industry listening to this podcast, don't worry, it's not you. And if you're an investor and you feel like the stock market's not worth bothering with, let me tell you, brokers have been through this a thousand times and it will come back at some point at the moment, though, level of interest in the market flat as, which puts some companies under pressure. If you look at some of the platform stocks, for instance, I remember Self Wealth, they're a trading platform. They were over 80 cents just after the pandemic, now down to 17 cents. Equity Story listed right in the middle of the boom in trading. They're a newsletter. We watch their results. Go and have a look at the results of EQS, four and a half cents at the moment. Halo Technologies did the same thing, listed, trying to take advantage of the trader boom. Not sure what it listed at, but it was obviously somewhere around a dollar, dollar twenty, eight point one cents at the moment. Bell Financial Group. Group was over two dollars just over two years ago, now one dollar and four cents. I reckon I could make a living just trading BFG because it's Bell Securities effectively. And I know the broking industry inside out. I know that it's a cycle and it's a pretty tough part of the cycle at the moment. Number of IPOs is dwindled to nothing. Big merger and acquisitions confidence is zero. About the only thing you'll get a company to do at the moment is raise capital to stay alive. And even those are not going to be ambitiously large. So this is the time to look at stocks, quality stocks. Some of those others I mentioned aren't. But something like BFG, they'll be back one day as soon as the stock market picks up. As you know, I have identified what I call stock market stocks, which are stocks that do well when the market goes up. Macquarie is the most obvious one of those. When the market goes up, Macquarie will pick up. Don't you fear that, despite the recent negative sort of sentiment. And so will Bell Financial. As I say, not sure about those other ones. Doomed. All doomed. Right, as I leave you still flopping down 74. Resources sector led by BHP going ex-dividend down 2.2%. IT down 1.4% being led by the US. Philip Lowe about to speak. Not a lot going on. Watch out for the CPI numbers next week. That's it. You have a fabulous day. Sorry I didn't do a pre-market podcast today. I was on the ABC. I just can't do everything on my own whilst Henry's away. And the good news is that we have two new employees joining us next week. Lorraine and Oliver. Oliver's going to be helping me write, edit and analyse and Lorraine is going to become the face of Marcus today. Our new customer service human being. Anything you need, give her a ring and doubtless you will see her on the website, on the email and on the phone before too long. That's it. I'll be back tomorrow.